Hey y'all, welcome back to The Ring Dish, where we talk all things wedding and answer some commonly asked questions. We are Mary and Angela with A Toast Custom Event Planning. We're based out of Dallas, Texas, but we travel all over. We'll be heading to Oregon in a couple of weeks. We're so excited. Y'all, wherever you're planning your wedding, always remember that you can hire us for a timeline consultation. It takes about an hour and we go through everything on the day to make sure it flows as smoothly as possible. Y'all can drop us a line at atoastevents at gmail.com and just let us know you're interested in a timeline consultation. Today, we are talking the most commonly forgotten items on wedding day. Angela, can you kick us off? Yes. First things first, let's give a huge shout out to Emily who sent us this question. She is a listener of the podcast and she's a follower of ours on Instagram. She sent us this question. I have all of the big things booked, but I feel like I'm going to forget all of the little things. What are the most commonly forgotten small details? Great question, Emily. We're going to go through a big list kind of quickly. It'll all be included in the show notes. So don't feel like you need to take notes or anything like that. We'll put it all in the show notes so that you can make your very own checklist. Number one, I'm going to go with signage. I'm going to pick signage. So you definitely need reserved signs if you're not having ushers. You need reserved signs for the front two rows for family. You can say reserved for mother of the bride, reserved for father of the groom. You can get as specific as you want, but you're going to need that signage there. Sometimes when you say reserved for family, your second cousin twice removed might think that applies to her. So you might want to get specific with those signs and or make sure that you have ushers. Table numbers are another sign that you're probably going to want and a bar sign. You hit all of the big ones. Those are like a very general rule of thumb. Make sure you have those. Other things might be venue specific. So if you're at a large wedding venue and the ceremony is one way and the reception is another and the bathrooms are underground, maybe, maybe some signs there. But... You'll come across those from venue to venue. Some venues you won't need them, some venues you do. I think you hit all the big ones. Perfect. I will pick things for cake. Uh, or let's start, let's go desserts. Y'all, what we'll tell you, right, in those time timeline consultations is it's your wedding. You don't have to do anything you don't want to do. Throw shoulds out the door. It's what you want because it's your day. Let's talk desserts. If we're having cake, if we're serving cake, you want to make sure you have cake plates and extra forks for cake. Now, if you're doing a dessert bar, it's just like cookies and finger foods, then you could get away with just napkins for the dessert table. Other things you want to make sure you have are specialty serveware for photos when it comes to whatever dessert you choose to cut or serve. Again, y'all, you don't have to have a cake, but it's the, it's the tradition. It's traditional to have a cake. So you want to make sure you have that cake knife and server. If you have family or friends cutting and serving the cake, you want to make sure that you bring along a kitchen knife with you, like a 10-inch chef's knife, maybe a few of them if you have multiple tiers. Your pretty set for photos will not be able to handle all of the cutting and serving. What else did I forget on that table? 
No, that's perfect. I'm going to snowball off of that though and say, while you're adding extra plates and forks for cake, make sure, or desserts, make sure you also have any plates, utensils, forks, napkins that you need for your appetizers if you have appetizers. So some of the most commonly forgotten things are plates, utensils, and napkins for cake and appetizers. Another thing that's commonly forgotten is anything needed for the ring bearer or flower girl. Venues will specify if the petals need to be real or silk. So some venues require real petals and some require silk petals. So you need to check on that first. If you're going with real petals, do not assume that there will be flowers left over from your florist the day of the wedding to use for petals. If you didn't order petals through your florist, you can grab a dozen roses as you're at your local Walmart and make your own petals. You'll want to put somebody in charge of that the day of if you're using real petals. Such good advice, y'all. I forgot flower petals at my wedding. Did you really? I did. Yeah, we made. So Angela was my flower girl along with my husband's younger sister, Emily. And so we made petals out of my toss bouquet, which if my planner was paying attention, she would know. Y'all, I hired a planner for my wedding. It was not the best experience. But if she was paying attention, attention, she would have known that we were not doing a bouquet toss. Therefore, I did not need a, bo- uh, a toss bouquet. Anyway, so we used the toss bouquet to make flower petals. Very easy to do. Now I remember that, but I had, I don't know if I had blacked that memory out or what. <laughs> Yeah, it's okay, y'all. Um, I guess a little sidebar, every wedding has something go wrong. And I don't want you to worry if you find out something small went wrong. Because it's our job to make sure that you don't know anything goes wrong. Yep, we're good at that. <laughs> <laughs> so What else? Yeah, okay. So another thing, it's not... I don't want to say it's forgotten as in you forgot to bring it with you, but it's usually an afterthought at the wedding. And that's the marriage license. This is the government document that tells the United States of America that you are in fact married by government standards. Uh, And it is a small piece of paper, but it means so much when it comes to taxes. Um, (laughs) But this regularly gets forgotten. um, And by that, I mean the officiant forgets to get it signed or whoever is in charge of that forgets to have the officiant sign it. Now, here are some tricks that we like to do. We like to have the marriage license signed prior to walking down the aisle. That way it's tucked away already back in its envelope. Also, some officiants, pastors, priests, whomever, they will take it upon themselves to get it back to your county clerk's office. So that's amazing. They usually don't forget to sign anything. But when we have family friends who are ordained and officiating the ceremony, sometimes they get caught up in all of the excitement of the day and they forget to sign it. So that's one thing. Don't forget to sign it. But y'all, yes, as soon as the officiant arrives when he's getting mic'd up, get that marriage license signed, folded back up in its envelope and in a suitcase or purse with whoever is in charge of sending that in. 
Absolutely. I think this is the perfect time to talk about one of our favorite things that you're going to want to put together in the final month before your wedding. And that is what we call the wedding day task list. Now, if you want an example of this, we'd be happy to send you one. You can email us at a toast events and we can send you an example of what this list looks like for our couples. We have it color coded in a spreadsheet of what needs to be done, when it needs to be done and who is going to do it. For example, who will set up? When will they do it? What do they need to do? And who is in charge of that by name? Then you can distribute that list to your bridal party and your family, and most importantly, your planner or coordinator, so that everybody knows where they need to be and when. The more detail, the better. Some other things you'd want to include on that list would be who will clean up, who will take the bouquet at the end of the night, who will send the marriage license? Whose car is everything going into at the end of the night? Who is in charge of loading the couple's bags into the getaway car? And anything else you can think of. For example, one very specific one that we come across a lot is when we're repurposing anything from the ceremony to the reception, whether that's flowers or chairs or signage, you'll want to put somebody in charge of moving those things from the ceremony to the reception. Maybe it's your planner or maybe it's a groomsman, but that person needs to be specified on the task list. The task list is our Bible for the day of. Yes, another handy tool to have on the day of your wedding. And actually y'all should start building this from the beginning. You can build it on Pinterest. You can build it as a list in a notebook, but it is a shot list for your photographer. This will detail every single photo that you want or you expect to have from them. This takes one, the guesswork out of what your photographer has to do, and it also helps your photos go faster. If you have your shot list, your photographer knows exactly what you're wanting, can take all of the photos and can go check, check, check down the list to ensure you get all the photos that you want. Again, it helps your photos go efficiently because they're not having to stop and say, okay, what do you guys want to do next? Instead, they know what you want and they can say, okay, cool, we've got all these shots over here. Now we're moving to the bridge because you wanted one on the bridge or whatever it is. Perfect. The key there is it goes smoothly and quickly so you don't miss a thing. I think that is another thing from my wedding there. The day of there's so much excitement and admittedly, by the time we were married, I didn't care about anything anymore. I was having the best day of my life. Then I got home and realized like there were probably a handful of photos that I wish we had taken that we did not. So those are things that you want to include on the shot list as well. Last but not least, y'all, one of Emily's points was that she has booked all of her big things, but she feels like she's missing little things. Sometimes there are vendors that feel like little things, but they're actually not. Some of the vendors that might feel like they are little last minute details are busing services and or hiring a coordinator. So Hiring servers or bussers and hiring a coordinator can completely change the flow of your wedding day for the better. Oftentimes, these are things that people assume their friends and family can help with, like friends and family busing, or maybe a family friend is coordinating. In our professional advice, we are going to tell you to hire that out and not have 
friends and family do those two things for you. Okay. So that was a lot. It's all in the show notes. Did we miss anything? Send us a message at toastevents at gmail.com or send us a DM on Instagram. Our handle is at a toast events until next week, y'all happy planning.